Hello, welcome to Lost at Random, episode 13. I'm Danielle. And I'm Syl. And it's been a little bit since we've recorded, but hopefully this only appears as a couple day gap to you, but we'll see. Today we watched season 4, episode 6, The Other Woman, which comes just not too long before what we saw two episodes ago. Yep. So, still kind of thematically in similar territory-ish. Yeah, there are definitely some references in that episode that mentioned this one I understand them now. Directly. Kind of. Kind of. Anything in this episode help with your potential flash forwardy things stuff? No. Backwards? Sideways? No? Not the flash forwards. Okay. Because uh, that was only a few we'll episodes see. from now. So. I know. Which, yeah, so I was sort of going back and forth in my notes, but we'll see. All right. Um, yeah. Before we get too far along, our beverage of this episode is uh, Orange Blossom Black Tea from Plum Deluxe, I believe. Yep, that's the one. It is very tasty. Um, yeah, it is. Mm. So, we start off with Juliet, or well, we see just somebody brushing sand in a mini zen garden in an office. It zooms out, we see it's Juliet, she appears to be waiting for someone. I'm not sure whether it's an office or a living room, it could be both. A lady comes in, she apologizes to Dr. Burke, aka Juliet, for being late. She introduces herself as Harper Stanhope. At first I'm thinking, oh, is, she, is Juliet the one going to Dr. Her? But nope. Uh, it's the other way around. Today's a meet and greet. Juliet's like, I don't think I need therapy. And Harper's like, um, don't think of it as therapy. We're just chatting. Did you, um, just out of curiosity, this first bit, did you think this was a flash forward, flash back on the island, like, location? Any idea? I wasn't sure, so I didn't put a note. Okay. Because uh, the office location did kind of look like it could be flashback, but I'm never really sure which way to take it. Got it. Um, I did notice between the flashbacks and the flashboards, in the flashbacks, Juliet tends to have straightened hair, whereas, like, in the present island time, she has curly. Probably just, you know, a difference of access to uh, straightener yeah, that makes sense, actually. Um, so, anyway, Harper and Juliet start chatting. Uh, Juliet says she's been here a week, and she doesn't like being treated like a celebrity or the center of attention and feels isolated. Harper's like, well, you know, I hope you realize you're no different from anyone else. And Juliet's like, that's not what I was trying to say, but okay. They're interrupted by Tom. You ben. finally got a name for him. Yeah, I didn't have a name for him, but then Harper calls him Tom. Because he was the one I was calling the older gray man, right? Yes. I would let you know his last name, but it's even more fun if you find out later. Okay. Anyway, Tom interrupts the session because Bang wants to see the duck. Harper's like, okay, well, it was nice to meet you. Welcome to the island. Which indicates this is a flashback. Yep. Um, ben is on Juliet's porch with flowers. Uh, he greets her, says, oh, you know, you're here to help us with very important research, Juliet. Uh, it is a two-bed, two-bath with uh, washer and dryer, fresh linens, a full-stocked fridge. He knows she likes opera, so all the opera classics are there on CD. And she's like, I'm only going to be here for six months. This is, uh, this is a lot. And he kind of obviously blinks a lot. And they have some, like, eye conversations that they're probably not on the same page with, but they're emoting at each other. And then we go to island time. Why do you think she could use a two-bed, two-bath? And more importantly, why do you think there is an open two-bed, two-bath? Um, I'm going to assume he shoved someone out 
probably because he wanted her uh, on their research team, or somebody died and needed replacing, or maybe he just built it, but I think it's more likely that somebody was shoved out of the way or disappeared and they needed to fill that hole. How do you think they build things on this on the island? Uh, they helicopter and materials and build them? I don't know what kind of question this is. Okay, I was just wondering, because it seems like nothing has significant has been built there in a very long time, so I was just wondering if you would, yeah. Well, because, like, these cottages weren't there uh, when they flashed to the 50s, but there were, like, structures, like tent things. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay, I was but wondering. But for some reason, we have these bucolic little cottages, and, you know, prefab trailers are pretty decent nowadays, so maybe it could be one of those prefab kits, like like the Sears houses, R.I.P. Sears. Um, <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Okay, so, continue on. Yeah, that's my thoughts. It's like, if Ikea had houses, here's a two-bed, two-bath. As for why Juliet, as an individual, needs a two-bed, two-bath, it's just cozier, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she has a doctor. Maybe she's used to that kind of thing. Yeah. So So anyway, we go to the island time. Juliet is trying to get a, like, a bamboo frame up. Son notices, asks if she needs help, helps her stabilize it. Son's like, well, why are you going through all of this trouble if we're going to leave soon? And Juliet just kind of looks at her. Um, says, well, you know, we still need somewhere to sleep tonight. Jack comes up. He asks where Charlotte and Faraday are. Jen says he saw them going into the jungle. Jack's like, why didn't you tell me? And Jen says, well, I thought you said they were friends. You're negating the having to translate part of that, but okay. Yeah, well, I mean, paraphrasing, because I don't need to type out, and then they translated, and then that. I I feel like Jen's ability to speak English is something that... Well, but Jin, Jin just straight up says in English, you said they were friends. When he initially told them that they were going to the jungle, he said it in Korean yeah. and Sun translated. So, so it's, you know, it's he's using both Korean and English. Okay. Um, we see Julia in the jungle. She's hearing whispers. It's weird. I couldn't pick out any of the words. Suddenly, Harper's there. It's raining. They're drenched. And she's like, hello, Juliet. Long time no see. And then we have the title sequence. <laughs> Harper is here to deliver a message from Ben, even though he's in captivity. She tells Juliet that Faraday and Lewis are heading... I'm assuming Lewis is Charlotte's last name, because Dan is Daniel Faraday. That they're headed to the Tempest. And if they figure out how to deploy the gas, everyone will die. Juliet's like, well, why aren't you stopping them? Why are you talking to me? Harper mentions that Ben is a prisoner, but he is also exactly where he wants to be. Harper wants Juliet to stop Daniel and Charlotte by shooting them. Jack shows up. He's like, who the fuck is this lady? This lady's like, oh, I'm an old friend of Juliet's. And Jack is confused. We hear the whisper sounds again. As the whisper sounds are going, Harper disappears. Yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, and there was really no clear explanation for the whisper noises, so... Unless it's like, a smoke bomb! But it sounds... Hmm. For... Have you... Coming in and out. Remember coming across these whisper noises at any point before? Oh, not really. I I I feel like they have. have. I feel like they have, but if so, I don't remember specifically. Because there's... 
There's been a lot of weird sci-fi elements here and there throughout the episodes. Got it. And I don't know if it's sci-fi elements or just a really bad drug trip. <laughs> In one case, it was a bad drug trip. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, true. Okay. So, we'll see. Flashback, Julia is sitting on the floor crying in the lab. She hears a noise and investigates. Somebody is rummaging in her supplies. It's a middle-aged dude looking for some gauze. The guy says he works at the power station and just pressed up against a transformer. Julia is skeptical and says, let me see your wound. I can patch that up. He's like, you're Burke, right? The baby doctor? Uh, He says he heard we lost Henrietta this morning. Um, Juliet notes that pregnant women are dying on the island. And he's like, well, it's not really your fault. And she says, well, but if I was brought in to fix it, then is it? Um, The guy asks if she has anyone to talk to, like Harper. And she's like, "Mm, people have told me to talk to Harper, but she's a mean, spiteful person. And the guy's like, oh, well, that's my wife. Juliet's like, Juliet apologizes. But then she also says, uh, don't tell Dr. Stanhope what I said about her. And I won't tell anyone how you hurt your arm because that's obviously a chemical burn, uh, not electrical. And the guy just kind of looks at her and nods. His name is Goodwin. Yeah. You remember, I, I know we've seen when Henrietta died. That was, I think, the, was that, that, was like the, that was the first episode we watched, I think, wasn't it? Uh... I think that was like literally one of the first scenes we saw. Uh, this is the only time I have written the name Henrietta. So I, oh, yeah, you, you didn't know her name. I, yeah. know, I know somebody died at some point on the table. Yeah, I think that's, that's I'm sure, pretty sure that's who we're talking about. Okay. But I think that was, like the, that was one of the first things we saw in the series. Probably, because the first episode I saw was a Juliet episode, which kind of flashed back to her time up until the island. Yeah, so, so much. Okay. Probably Faceless Mother. I, it's also making me wonder just, how long Juliet was actually on the island before all these events happened? But, because I don't have an exact timeline for that. Uh, this is a much simpler episode than the last few. <laughs> it's so. pretty straightforward. Island. Juliet tells Jack, we're headed to the Tempest. Or they're, um, the people they're chasing are headed to the Tempest. It is an electrical station that powers the island. Jack's like, can you tell me more information? And Juliet says, no, I just, I just need you to help. It is still on the island. The rain has stopped. It's daylight. Uh, Danny and Charlotte are looking at a hand-drawn map. Dan is nervous and asks Charlotte, well, what happens? What happens? What if I can't do it? She reassures him and says they should get going. Kate pops out of the jungle at them. Charlotte points a gun at her first. I guess Dan or Charlotte, not sure who, asks, oh, so they have Miles? Kate's like, oh, he's going to be fine. Hey, what are you guys doing here anyway? This is confusing. Uh, Charlotte says, oh, Jack is trying to connect with Saeed and Desmond on the boat, but his sat phone is out of juice, so we're going to go look for the battery packs that we dropped out of a helicopter for the sat phone, which is a pretty (laughs) obvious lie, and Kate calls them out on it, uh, because Dan is wearing a pack, so if he's wearing a pack, what did they drop out of the helicopter? Dan's like, oh, uh, we borrowed this? Still not doing a good job lying. Yeah, Dan's Uh, really not good at lying. It's not a strong point. Kate is like, okay, well, let me look at your pack. And sees their gas mask. And she's like, what What do you need these for? But then Charlotte pistol whips Kate into unconsciousness. Jack questions Juliet about Harper. She's like, who was that? Is it really a friend of yours? And 
Juliet's like, no, that was my therapist. Uh, he's like, you had therapists? Uh, she points out, it, it was very stressful being an other, Jack. Uh, trust issues. Uh, Jack's like, well, I don't have any secrets for you because you read my file. And she's like, well, you don't want to see mine. And they angst about it as they hike. Uh, flashback. Juliet is showing a microscope to Ben. She notes that the problem seems to occur in the second trimester uh, for mothers. The white blood cell count seems to plummet, and then the immune system turns on the fetus. The problem only seems to show up in women who have conceived on the island, though. Uh, while they're sciencing, Goodwin pops in to say hello. I have an extra egg salad sandwich. Just wanted to see if you wanted it, but, you know, Ben is here. Um, Juliet's like, no, I'm fine. And then Goodwin, like, belatedly remembers to ask Ben if he wants one. And Ben's like, no, I'm okay, too. Ben is watching everything with his very large eyes. Um, yeah, very noticeable. Yeah, any thoughts on this bit so far? So this is pretty straightforward at the moment. It's pretty straightforward. Okay. So, yeah, um, just keep going, I guess, unless... Woo, mortality things. I mean, it, it does confirm that it is something specific to the island, not necessarily that pregnant women on the island. It's women who get pregnant on this island. Which explains how Claire is able to have a baby. Because she was pregnant beforehand. Right. So that kind of makes her less of like a, ooh, what is so special about Claire? Uh, or does it? We'll find out. <laughs> um, that would be the simplest explanation, but I don't trust the show to go with the simplest one. Um, yeah, very accurate. So we go to a therapy session in the Stanhope's living room. Harper asks Juliet what she thinks of Ben. Juliet says, well, I think he's smart. He's challenging. He's very intense. He seems to like her or something like that. And Harper's like, well, of course he does. You look just like her. And Juliet's like, wait, what? What? Um, Juliet says, oh, well, your husband's also been very helpful. And then Harper's suddenly like, well, when did you start sleeping together? And Juliet's also like, what? Uh, Harper says, don't bullshit. I followed and I watched everything. Yeah, that kind of came out of left field for me. It was very left field. I thought it was just sort of like... They were just like friends? I thought they were just friends and she was being paranoid. But then Juliet was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Harper kind of friends Juliet, but she's not like, well, you better be careful for Goodwin. Because Ben will do something because uh, Harper doesn't want Goodwin hurt. Does Ben seem like the kind of guy that would yes. hurt his... Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he really does at this point, given um, what you've seen. Mm-hmm. So. So, and, and there is that little uh, plot nugget that isn't addressed of, uh, of course he is, you look just like her. Which, you know, kind of, that informs my thoughts earlier when you're asking, well, why is there a two-bedroom house here? Because the previous occupant probably died or disappeared, and I'm guessing was also a blonde lady doctor, but we'll see. Yeah, makes sense. Island time. Claire is holding her baby in the other village. It's very sunny. Locke appears to be butchering something. Uh, Claire asks how uh, Miles is, and Locke says, well, we're not going to give him any food or water until he talks. And Claire's like, well, we need to find out who these people are and why they're not interested in rescuing us. Probably are taking the wrong approach, noting that, well, Locke, you killed one, Ben shot one, and now we're holding one prisoner. It's not hard to understand why they think we're hostile. Ultimately, the goal is to try and figure out who owns the boat. Who, indeed. We switch scenes to a close-up of a paperback 
book. It's a Philip K. Dick, but we can't see specifically what. It's been reading in a cell. I think it's the same cell I saw him in in another episode, the one with Anna Lucia. Um, I'm trying to remember when I, I think that, that was that was season two. Okay. Has has Ben been in the cell for two seasons, or is this a different cell? Oh, wait, no, this has to be a different cell, because that was in the bunker. This is in, in the, the village. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so this definitely is yeah. not the same cell. No, um, no. I don't know. He's just still been in prison for it? That's a, or maybe he escaped and was imprisoned again? I don't I'm know. Try, I, I just realized the chronology gets very unclear, because he was imprisoned in season two, oh. but then in season three he was kind of loose-ish. I'm trying to think. Where have we seen him in season three? Because I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not been imprisoned this in entire time. In season three, episode four, he threatened Sawyer with a bunny. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so in season three, we saw him at the Hydra station a bunch. Yeah. So we know, you know, you know, just at some point between season two and three, he gets out and imprisons all of our our, our friends. beach friends. Yeah. And then sometime between the last episode we saw in season three, which I don't think he was even part of. I don't think so. He... Well, because chronolo- uh, chronologically, the last one we saw in season three was the first episode I saw. Yeah. Which he was there, but he was in the flashbacks telling Juliet, integrate yourself with these island people. Yeah. So so not, what, so what happens to him between there and now, we are unsure of. Or I am unsure of, you probably know. But you're yes. not going to tell me. No, I'm not. Um, anyway, so point. he's reading a Philip K. Dick book in a cell. Locke brings him a plate, rabbit, because they're running out of chickens. Ben asks him if it has a number on it. Locke's kind of like, what? And Ben's like, never mind. I just like that little throwback. That was nice. Locke says, you know, eat, change your clothes, put your laundry here. I'll collect your, come back and collect your stuff in 15 minutes. Ben asks, hey, has, has the revolution started yet? And Locke's like, what? And Ben says, oh, you know, now that you're the leader... People are going to expect you to know things, and they're going to turn on you when you don't have a plan. It's at this point that I notice that Locke looks like an angry Mr. Clean. Because <laughs> he's bald with a white t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like um, that. <sighs> did, had, did no one make that comparison? Oh, I'm sure they did. Okay. It just was just... And, and, and it was just an unexpected aside to for you to mention that, like, right now. It was just, just very visual during this conversation. It was like, Mr. Clean. Locke mentioned something about raising $3.2 million, which is a very specific number, and mm-hmm. Ben looks up at that. Very particular number, yeah. And he's, like, a very quick, like, look up, like, what? And then Locke hands him a dollar says, well, okay, this will get you started. Put your laundry by the door. Ben says, oh, I can help you, Locke. We have a common enemy. Whoever the people on that freighter work for, Locke says, well, you know, that'd be great and all, but I don't trust your word. Ben says, all right, I guess I'll have to show you. So uh, any thoughts on $3.2 million, or is that just completely out of nowhere for you? Is that the amount that Sawyer was trying to fetch out of a storage unit for the sheriff in his backstory? It actually, it might have been. I don't think it was, but Do that... Do you want me to look up this un- a number? Uh, did you if you if you if you wrote that down? I wrote yeah. down all of the numbers. You yes. told me I, to I'm write down all of the numbers. I'm actually curious if that's the exact same number. Uh, I don't think it's the same amount, but it no. could be. There was a significant amount of money, but it's yeah. going to go to Clementine Phillips. So we go to a flashback on the beach. 
Juliet is swimming. She looks happy. She's picnicking with Goodwin. He swiped some wine off the submarine. He, I, I honestly was not paying as close attention to this conversation as I should have, because whatever. Um, <laughs> Goodwin wants to go public, and Juliet's like, that's kind of a shitty idea. And it, she doesn't cite Harper. She's like, Ben wouldn't like that. And Goodwin's like, okay, but why? Everyone knows Ben has a crush on you, I guess. And Goodwin's like, I work with chemicals that could kill every man, woman, and child on this island. Foreshadowing. I think Ben has more things on his plate to deal with. Which, you know, weird flex, but okay. Um, <laughs> we see the plane crash again. I think this is the third time I have seen it. The third or the fourth third time? Third or fourth, yeah. Uh, but, okay, you saw the plane explode in midair is more yeah. accurate. Well, yeah, but I mean, I see the plane explode in midair with the other village reacting to it, where yeah. Ben tells people to do this. And this time, now I know the backstory of the person he tells to go to the tail, which is Goodwin. Ethan, go to the fuselage, and then this time the added thing is we have Juliet and Harper just kind of looking at each other, and then everyone... I'm sure we'll see this scene again in the mm-hmm. future. I'm curious. I'm pretty sure Harper was not in the original. I don't think she was. I think she was definitely an insert. I'm pretty sure the actress is like added in to some of these scenes, but we can double check that yeah. when we see that scene again. Because I was we kind of probably will. Yeah, because I was wondering if they just if they're just going back to the footage, which would save on things, or if they're just refilming the reactions every time. It would make more sense for them to return to that footage. And just digitally add her in. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was just like a, a close-up cut, which you could easily do. Like Anywhere. Close focus into mm-hmm. a person. And Juliet's just kind of looking around concernedly, so maybe she's concernedly looking at Harper. Maybe not. Back to the island. Uh, Jack and Juliet hear noises. It is Kate on the ground, bleeding and groaning. She gets... Jack helps her out. She gets Jack up to speed. Oh, I saw Charlotte and Dan. Charlotte knocked me out. They're going somewhere. But Juliet is not stuck around to listen to this explanation. She's kept on hiking, much to Jack's chagrin, as he yells, Juliet, Juliet, where are you? Jack yelling at nothing in the distance? Mm. He would have he, he expected that. Mm. Yep. Back in the other's village, Locke brings Ben to the kitchen. It's painted yellow with red curtains. I'm not sure whose place this is. I feel like I should know, but I've only seen a few people's kitchens. I don't don't think it's Juliet's, though. I'm pretty sure it's Ben's, because then he says, well, the truth is behind that picture. Uh, The picture is a landscape of some mountains with some pinkish desert in the front of it. Behind the picture, there is a safe. The combo is 16, 15, 28. Uh, Locke gingerly... 16, 15, 28? Yes? Interesting. Okay. Does that matter? You told me to keep track of all the numbers, so I'm typing all of the numbers. Because the typical would be 15, 16, 23, so that's why the 28 is different. I gotta... I'll come back to that later. Okay. I mean, that's what I got from listening and looking at the subtitles. So. Yeah. Okay. It actually, it was funny, because the, the subtitles we had... They spelled out 36, but then 15 and 28 were numbers. Locke gingerly opens it, and inside is a small black flat object. It's a VHS tape. Uh, Red Sox on the side. Uh, Ben says, oh, I taped over the game. Uh, Locke finds the VHS player, puts the tape in, and they settle down. It is a home video recording of a vehicle from a balcony. Charles Woodmore emerges from a car. Ben says, that's Charles Widmore. He's the one who owns the boat. This is the man that's been trying to find the island. There's a blindfolded brunette man who also is pulled out of the car. Uh, that is one of my people that's had the misfortune to get caught. 
three months ago in Gainesville, Florida. A patch of mold that resembled the Virgin Mary on a showed up on a house and 5,000 people went to see it. This, this notes, was actually an event that happened, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Ben's like, if 5,000 people went to see a piece of mold, how many people would come to the island to see you, Luck? Because you were in a wheelchair before the plane crash, and now you're fit and doing jumping jacks and whatever. I could have transitioned that better, but that is how it was in my notes. That's fine. We keep watching the tape. Uh, the blindfolded brunette man starts getting beat up, but the camera's not great. It's shaky. Uh, Woodmore looks up in, into the camera, and then it fuzzes out. So, speaking of that scene, could you tell who the blindfolded man was? Nope. It was kind of a larger guy. You not may... Like... I will not let you know if you've seen him before, but... Brunette white guy yeah. is like a lot of people. He really is. But what are your thoughts on Widmore? Because we have came across him. So his most notable no, uh, notable appearance so far that I've seen was in the Desmond episode where he was on the five. boat. Yes. Desmond was on the boat trying to find Faraday's mother and mm-hmm. also stops by in Cambridge to see Faraday because I guess he was funding stuff. But Desmond's also hanging out with Faraday, or not Faraday, uh, with Woodmore's daughter on a boat with his grandchild. And that's the connection, I guess. What Um, do you mean? Oh, why Desmond knows Woodmore? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because he's the the father of Woodmore's grandchild. Yes. Um, Was Woodmore also the person, I don't think, there was somebody else funding the Dharma project. That was was Hanzor Alon. Yeah. Yeah, Hansel? I just wanted to double. No, it was like a Swedish dude or something. So I, I think it's, yeah, it's Hansa, Hansa Corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Or like, yeah, I think Alistar Hansa or something like that. And then you Too also... many rich white guys who want to be involved in science. The Widmore has came across, you have came across him in at least one other episode aside from Desmond's. Uh, I don't know if you remember it though. I think it was the season six episode where they were talking about Widmore's people. That too. And one more time as well. I think it was that episode, too, because he didn't want to tell me his name, and I was like, I'm going to call him Dr. Lincoln in my notes after his orphan black character. Okay. Those are the only times I can think of. All right. So. Any idea what his whole shtick is yet, or? He, I mean, they're about to get into it. Get into it, Are they? They already talked about it, because it's a miracle island full of health benefits, and that would make a lot of money. And or if he wants to live forever, like rich white folk do, he can just do that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, after the videotape fuzzes out, Ben hands Locke another uh, red file that was in the safe, I guess. Uh, ben says, everything I know about Charles Widmore is in this folder. It's kind of thick. You know, it's got rumors. It's got my hypotheses. Uh, i sorry I didn't tell you this sooner, but this was the only bargaining chip I had left. Locke wants to know one more thing. He asks Ben, "Your man on the boat. I want to know. I want you to tell me who it is." Ben says, "All right, all right." Like real drawn out like that, but then suggests that Locke sit down. We, the viewers, aren't told who this is. Any ideas? I uh, don't know who is on the boat. Okay, I didn't think so. I like yeah. I really I, don't. I was like, "There's no real way for you to make any guesses at this nope. point, anyway." So Mm-mm. okay. Nope. I mean, I assume it's someone Locke knows, and maybe someone from Beach Crew, but I feel like Beach Crew is mostly accounted for. Maybe he's going to tell them that Ethan is a fucking liar, unless Ethan is dead. Ethan's 
I don't, I've never seen Ethan outside of the, Ethan, you go to the beach and pretend to be a survivor. They did point out his grave. When? Uh, One of the earlier episodes. They they mentioned that, yeah, we, it's one of the Juliet episodes. They mentioned, yeah, Ethan's grave is right over there or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, the very first one I saw. Yeah. Just as a subtle, like, hey, by the way, we killed this dude. Okay. Yeah, so I don't I don't know who would be double agenting. I'm sure somebody is. I just don't know who. Yeah, you also saw Ethan, I think you saw when he... Kidnapped Claire. Claire yeah. or Charlie or something, because Charlie was leaving his finger out. Yeah, wraps. that's it. Yeah. So, okay. Because it was chaos. Way back in season one, like five episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> my, chronolo- my chronology is fucked up but that's fine that's it exactly, still works that's why we're doing this this okay. is the only series I can think of that would this is functional semi-functional oh, I'm trying to think of other ones don't worry okay um back in the jungle Kate is doing her tracking thing uh she can tell that Dan and Charlotte are about 30 minutes ahead of Juliet Kate says that I she, that she stuck around on the boat slash in the other's village because she needed to find out some info. Jack's like, well, are you going to tell me what you wanted to find out? And he's got his earnest puppy dog face on. So she's like, oh, I, I stayed to see if the people in the freighter knew who I am, that, that I'm wanted for murder. And they do know, and Jack looks concerned. Who do you think she killed? I don't know. Well, okay. it, it says that she's wanted for murder, not necessarily that she is a murderer. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. she is our her, on the heroic side of Team Beach Crew, I think it's more likely that she was framed or something. I mean, but it was a bad enough murder that Agent, what's Agent Screamy Dying Beach Face <laughs> was looking for her. Agent Dying Screamy Beach Face is a very accurate representation of him. I okay. don't know his name, and I don't really care because he died... In episode three. Yeah. So, whatever. Okay. Um, Juliet jogs up to the overgrown station. The electricals have been pulled out from the side, but she can manually open the door, because fucking duh. It's very loud. She sets her bag down, pulls out her gun, starts walking in. Flashback. Ben welcomes Juliet over. He says, oh, I gotta get this ham out, otherwise it's gonna dry. She's coming in carrying rolls. Ben is very chipper. Juliet says, oh, I thought this was a dinner party. And Ben's like, nope, it's just the two of us. Is it weird seeing Ben happy? Yes, very. She's like, well, I hope you like rolls, because she's got a whole basket full of them. He, he thanks for her for how she's been with Zach and Emma, who I don't know who they are. I infer that they are children, because she says... They've been asking about their mother, uh, how she's doing in Los Angeles, and Ben says, well, they're on the list. Who are we to question who's here and who's not from the tail portion, I guess? Yeah, is that a... Any thoughts on that particular so, comment? that sounds like they're survivors from the other half of the plane, so maybe Anna Lucia wasn't full of shit when she told the pit crew that she was uh, from the tail end. Okay. Before selling them out for information, because they are dumb. <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah, they are. Sawyer is not as clever as he thinks, uh, which he really isn't in much of this episode at all. Hasn't been in it so far. But anyway, back to this flashback. Yeah, Ben is super chipper. Uh, he says, oh, you know, Goodwin's been, or I think, sh- I forget who brings Goodwin up first, whether it's Juliet or Ben. Maybe it was Juliet, but. I think um, Juliet asks something about how, mm-hmm. yeah, Juliet asks how Goodwin's doing. And then Ben says, well, 
Goodwin's making a case for this woman named Anna Lucia to be a valuable member of our society. I'm skeptical, but but Goodwin seems passionate about this. Uh, ben insists that Goodwin stays where he's at, and there's no reason for him to come back. These people don't have good poker faces. He's he's obviously like kind of putting on a face because he just wants to enjoy his dinner date, and Juliet's kind of super not into this. Which, yeah. you know, normally I'd be like, man, they're so expressive with their faces. They can disguise things. And th- no. Bad, bad <laughs> poker faces. They don't care. They're just, they're just being, ac- they're being accurate. Back on island time in the station. Juliet, uh, has her, Juliet has her quiet look of disapproval, which she's really good at. Uh, are you talking about in the flashback or the present? Or Probably both. in both, quite frankly. In, both. <laughs> um, in this, Well, in the station, it's more grim determination. Oh, yeah. Speakers are saying the computers. Try, uh, someone is attempting to switch the computer to manual control. Override fails. Juliet sees a figure in a hazmat suit at the computer. Uh, the override is denied. She's just watching from this balcony. There are repeated attempts to override, but it will result in a storage tank contamination. The voiceover so hopefully tells us. Uh, it is Dan in the hazmat suit and gas mask. He asks Juliet, what are you doing here? He insists that he's trying to render the gas in her while she's like, are you trying to kill all of us? No, I'm trying to make it safe. What doesn't help his case is that Charlotte comes up behind Juliet with a lead pipe and they start fighting. I kind of like that Charlotte is the muscle in this duo. I also just like how no matter what Dan is doing, he doesn't look intimidating no matter what. It's It's like, this is Dan at a computer with in a full hazmat suit and you're like, oh, poor Dan. It's like, and I, I can't imagine any situation where Dan like, is ever looking intimidating, just the way his actor is. Which I guess is why he played a really good Jesus in American Gods. Huh. You did catch that, right? There were like 50 Jesuses. He was, the, he was Jesus Prime. He was the main one. Oh, uh, we'll have to revisit that. Yeah, he had a beard. They all had beards. <laughs> no, probably not all Mo- of them. Well, I was going to say Mormon Jesus probably didn't, but he might have. But I'll yeah, have to revisit that. Anyway, anyway, Charlotte is the muscle here. Dan and is having she does, and Charlotte does some pretty damn good muscling. Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> um, she gets the gun away from Juliet. They're just kind of punching at each other. Dan is having bad luck with the computer. Charlotte, while fighting, he's like, "We're trying to disable it, so he can't use it against us." He's ambiguous until she says, "Like, no." Do you trust Benjamin Linus with this gas? He has done it before. Timer is winding down. Larbs are going off. But then it stops right before it hits zero. Tank integrity is fine. The pressure goes down. Daniel is confused for a second, but then relieved. Um, I was wondering if he's confused because it stopped without his input or if that he just finally got it to work. It was... I, th- I think he was just worried that whatever he was doing wasn't going to work and everyone was going to die. And then it actually did work. But, you know, dramatic effect. Yeah. There's a lot of countdowns in this show. There's a lot of countdowns. Especially and... involving the Dharma. And they all stop right before it hits zero. Yeah. I wonder what happens if any of these countdowns ever actually hit zero. Everyone dies. The series ends. Way earlier than it should have. Or maybe (laughs) when it should have. I have no comment for that. No comment at all. Unless, as Hurley said in the flash forward or whatever, that they've all been dead. And we're just twiddling our thumbs. Yeah, I still feel like that's a less and less likely scenario the more people that 
Okay, so are these newcomers that Widmore sent to the island, are they dead too? Like Charlotte and Dan? Or, not what well, Widmore did send to the island, but they're newcomers did on the island. Did you drop information on me? Well, you know, you know it's Widmore's boat is there. I know his boat is there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just know Dan and Charlotte is people who helicoptered in. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, like, do you think everyone on Widmore's boat is also dead to come to this island? I don't know. People do weird things on their quests for immortality. Do you think Like that... walling an entire crew of masons into a defensive wall <laughs> against the Mongolians. I don't know. Okay, and then, I'll, I mean, and then, like, the maybe flash-forward thing that you see a few episodes from now in 410, do you think they... The dialogue is never subtle, so it is a... That is a... That is a humdinger to drop. Okay. So, like... Maybe, maybe it was just like, oh, ho, Hurley is crazy in this scenario. But I remember people being really angry about the last season, and I feel like this is a Chekhov's stupid gun. But you saw the last season, and you saw people... I have not seen the last... I feel... Well, no, I did you, see... You saw eight. one episode from I last season. I saw one episode of the last season. And it involved people dying. Do you think they died a second? We've seen actually a lot of people dying on this island. This is fucking Inception. The death. So you or think... something. I don't okay. know. Interesting. I don't know. So you think this island has multiple layers, and you just gotta go deeper into the island to reach oh. more island? You think there's more... I don't... I don't know. Is the... Is the past more island? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> obviously season five has weird acknowledged flashbacks that I'm not gonna be able to say a flashback, except it is kind of a flashback. Except not, or they're just flashes. <laughs> I don't actual know. actual flashes that the characters mention. Yes. Yeah, does that I yeah that that probably confuses you even more. Yes, and I'm not even done going through this episode. I so know. I don't Continue know if on. You want me to go back to that instead of like fucking chronology? Because fuck chronology. Um. Okay. <laughs> so it was a flash. So we go into a flashback, an actual flashback in this episode. Uh, Juliet is at her desk in the lab. She is reading Shepard's file, a.k.a. Jack. She says, hey, you know, he's a, he's a spinal surgeon, and he's a specialist in tumor removal. He could help you, Ben. Uh, ben is not excited, and she's like, you should be excited, Ben. What's going on? And he's like, come with me. Um, and they're out into the... Oh, I just noticed I typed Tail Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> that was not some an, an, an unintentional monster hunter thing. Uh, anyway, great. I think I meant that for the group that the others sent to the tail. The tail, tail yeah. But anyway, uh, Ben sent Pickett and Tom to the tail raider's last location, and says, "I'm sorry, Juliet. There is a body. It's Goodwin. He's looking kind of grayish and dead. He's uh, staked or stabbed or something. It looks like a stake." She is upset. She asks Ben, what? Why? Why? Why did you bring me out here? And he's like, what? Instead of like, why didn't I bring his wife? And then Juliet says, why did you send him to die? And then Ben, nice guys. I didn't put the exact words he was saying, but it was basically like, I give you nice things. You do. I, I do nice things for you. You are mine. And then says, you know, I'll take the time that you need. And then walks away. He's a fucking awful person who's, yeah. I mean, has Ben done anything in the entire time you've seen Ben Henry Ryan 
that did not seem awful or manipulative. Uh, no. At least, like, other characters try to have some good parts, but has Ben done anything possibly good? Not really. And the thing is, like, maybe, like, he did legitimately have a crush, and maybe he was like, okay, I'm going to do all these nice things for you so you can have a comfortable time on the island. But he also kind of blatantly lies to her. Multiple times. And everyone else. Well, and everyone else. But also, like, he never says he possesses anyone else, right? Yeah. He, like, he's doing all... Usually... I guess if he does nice things, it is so he gets something in return. But in this case, it is explicitly like, I am throwing on you all of this physical affection through stuff. Why don't you love me? Because it's not a vending machine. She doesn't owe you a relationship. Fuck <laughs> off. Very true. Uh, my only other thoughts in that scene are, uh, so did you think uh, Goodwin was a vampire? I mean, he was staked. Um, I thought it was funny that he was staked and looking very pale for a dead guy rather than, like, decaying and bloated. Yeah. We also don't know how fresh he was. I mean, that could have been super fresh. We have no timeline for yeah. anything involving the tail people. Nope. So, okay. Because, um, yeah. like, before this, I wasn't sure if the tail thing was something Anna Lucia just made up or what. But it seems that there were tail raiders... I will keep calling them that. We have met some of them. Maybe. I mean, I'm starting to wonder if that's where Miles came from. Because he is, he is part of a third party that I can't put my finger on. Yeah. Unless there's a fourth party. Because, like, there's the others. Uh-huh. There's Beach Crew. Yep. There's Widmore's team, a.k.a. the Hostels. And then somewhere in this is Miles. <laughs> so, I don't know. And then we have other, like, one-offs, like, Daniel Rousseau uh-huh. and whatever. I don't... Nah. We'll figure it out later. Let's let, let's wait until next episode to try and okay. distinct between these, because more, more information might come up. Yes. Okay. Or it might not. Or not. Who knows? I don't even know what the next episode's going to be. <sighs> okay. Um... <laughs> Back on island time, Kate and Jack finally make their way to the station. Kate pulls a gun on Charlotte, understandably, because Charlotte knocked her out. Uh, Juliet vouches for Charlotte and Dan not doing evil shit. Uh, Kate still doesn't drop her weapon. Jack's like, oh, I'll take their word for it. I trust them, because Jack is a puppy. Kate follows Charlotte into the station. Juliet tells Ben that... Or not Ben. Juliet tells Jack slip there, I guess. <laughs> Juliet tells Jack that Ben told her to kill both of them, them being Dan and Charlotte. Juliet's like, I don't I don't know how Ben was able to get a message to me, but, you know, we're, we're waging this war with him, but Ben's going to win, and when he does, you shouldn't be near me. She didn't, uh, she didn't say we're waging a war, she said Widmore is waging a war okay, against Ben. Okay, that was unclear. Yeah, yeah, she said that, yeah, she, she said that Widmore is waging a war against Ben. Okay, but that Ben was going to win, and when he does, no one should be near Juliet because, she says, because he thinks I'm his. And then there's a pause, and then she's like, and because he knows how I feel about you. And I bang my head against my keyboard a little bit. <laughs> um, and then Jack takes her face ostensibly to look at her, like, a very impressive eyebrow wound from a fight with Charlotte. And then they kiss. And then Jack's like, well, he knows where to find me. And then they hug. So, yeah. And then, this was alluded to in the episode we saw two episodes ago where Jack is suffering appendicitis delusions. And, and is married to Kate. 
and is married to Kate, and then... Um, <laughs> well, engaged. Yes, or proposes yeah. in very trying circumstances. In the maybe future? Maybe. Uh, but well, after while they were doing appendicitis surgery, Juliet mentions to Kate that, well, he kissed me, and it was nice, but it was more to prove something to himself than actually doing anything because he's in love with you. So, and I can see that with this, because, like, he, he does kiss her, but then he follows it up with a hug and, like, a, oh, you poor broken thing. Let us be poor broken thing allies. Oh, I feel. I mean, that was, like, the nicest thing that you've ever said about Jack. Yeah, because normally he's a fucking idiot. So, so are you saying that the episodes with less Jack are better? Generally, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's still in this, and th- what he does in here is he yells unnecessarily. <laughs> uh, he trusts people unnecessarily and gets suspicious when people break his trust and acts like a... Br- he, he is a sad puppy. Okay. Um, and I don't mean in the, like, the Hugo Book Award way, but, like, he just... He wants love. He expects love. But he's also kind of... I don't know. He kind of feels entitled a lot. Yeah, no, I understand that. I also, f- do you feel like they trusted Juliet, like, given what you know of Juliet, especially in season three, do you feel like they trusted her really, it's very really rapid. easily right now? I, but Yes. Okay. It seems very rapid to me because, well, so the first episode I ever saw, she gained their trust by solving Claire's medical issues, so that may have been a manufactured crisis. Well, they literally mentioned it was. Yeah. Um, so here we are, six episodes in... She still seems to have issues with Ben, so maybe it's trustworthy, maybe it's not. Jack trusts her, but like I said, Jack is needy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I did think um, Son was very quick to help her, but yeah. I'm assuming things happen because we have the, the the whole, like, Locke and Claire and company are at the other's village, which... Let's segue to the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> Sawyer and Hurley are playing horseshoes in Other Village. Sawyer throws, he's like, bet you can't beat me with this, which, you know, is words, because Hurley knocks his horseshoe out or whatever, and Hurley's just like, guess I'm just lucky, which is suspicious, because <laughs> he had luck things. I don't know, so did uh, Walt. They both were kind of, well, no, Walt beat Hurley at backgammon. Yes, and then but then you saw Hurley kick Sawyer's ass at ping pong. Yes. So I can see, like, the scale here. Sawyer is not as good at games as he... Likes to think he is. Likes to think yeah. he is. It's also the takeaway. That's actually a pretty common theme with Sawyer, I think. Uh, Hurley's like, guess I'm just lucky. But then they both see something and their jaws drop. It's just Ben walking around with a thing of laundry. Sawyer and Hurley are very confused and upset. And Sawyer's like the hell is he doing here? Sawyer's face is amazing um, right here. Ben just kind of waves and says, oh, see you guys at dinner, and then pops into a house. I think it's Juliet's. It was a yellow one, but there's several yellow ones. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer has a nope face, and then there are horns. So, though I doubt it's going to change much. Still any idea what um, Hurley's backstory might be? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Um, I'm going to assume he's like a neat or something. All right. Into the gaming world. I think they've alluded to institutionalization before. Mm -hmm. Um, That maybe that was something that wasn't just dreamed up by Jack in his appendicitis fever dream. Okay. So there might be something like that, but yeah, I'm not really sure. Got it. Um, The the freighter, before they mentioned whose it was, they said something about 
Charlie. Any uh, Charlie warned them against somebody. Yeah. Or like Locke was like, you don't trust Charlie. Because I think Locke was taking whatever Charlie said to mean don't trust the people on the boat. But Claire was like, no, Charlie's thing is we don't know who owns the boat. We need to find out who the owner is. Okay, yeah, I think that was just it. But I, I got that. I just yeah. didn't type it all. Yeah, up. no, it, yeah, they, they immediately afterwards mentioned that it was with Morris Freighter. So that kind of that's a big question that you already have answered for you, which is going to be interesting when we later on. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say this episode? So this one was kind of a straightforward one about, yeah. It's nice to have a straightforward one. I am sort of wondering about my my sense of chronology a little bit, but that's more just like placement of flashbacks relative to things. It's nice to not question the nature of my reality. Okay. This episode at least. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So anything else? I think this will probably be it until the next episode probably makes things more confusing. Yep. Thank you for listening. Hope you didn't miss us too badly during our Thanksgiving week hiatus. We just both got super busy with travel, and we're back. Yep, we're back, and yeah, we're probably... Hopefully we sound better. Yep. Still working on the audio editing. I'm learning as we go. This is probably when she's going to drop some, I don't know, Twitter stuff. Oh, yeah, I guess I can. Because yeah, that's what you do. Still, if you want to chat about anything, use the hashtag Lost at Random on Twitter. I am at Daumari. That's D-A-U-M-A-R-I. Still does not use Twitter. We don't, you don't have... Need, you don't need to keep bringing that up every single episode. Uh, I mean, like, if people wanted to find you, they can't. They can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, we don't have a dedicated Facebook or anything. If you wanted to reach us, because you're probably friends with us, let us know. cool all right until next time which whatever episode that may be we'll find out soon thanks for listening bye